Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by TJ Curry. TJ is a Taekwondo coach who has learned a lot of life lessons over the years from both his sports life as well as through personal experiences. We had a great discussion around all of these life lessons, and I think you can learn a lot from what TJ has to share today. So whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. DJ, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing it great. It's been a great day. It's beautiful outside, so no complaints. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. You are not in the normal like OCR running world of people I normally talk to, but you have a really cool... A really good story that's led to a lot of life lessons and something that I think a lot of people can relate to, um, really diving into some of those. So I'm excited to dive into that. But first, who are you? Okay. Well, uh, first, TJ Curry. Uh, right now, I'm a national team coach for Taekwondo. Uh, I was Olympic alternate in 2012. I have a club program out in the San Francisco Bay Area where, um, you know, I train a lot of different athletes at a lot of different levels, you know, from a local level all the way up to international, national team level athletes. So, you know, pretty much that's what I'm doing. I'm a new father, right? So I've got a lot of learning lessons and, you know, I'm learning so much when it comes down to being a dad. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just on this journey, just trying to get out there and, you know, optimize as much as I can and learn as much as I can, really. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, well, what I really want to dive into, I think with you is just kind of getting into your story a little bit, because I know from, from when we talked a lot of like your story and your past leads to who you are today and the life lessons you've learned. So I would just love for you to kind of dive into like how you got into Taekwondo and kind of the lessons that you've learned along that pathway. For sure. For sure. Well, I was a really active kid. It's like super active and, uh, you know, jumping off the couch, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, you know, and uh, my dad wanted me to, you know, get into a martial art. He wanted me to be able to defend myself and also was really into the Ninja Turtles. And that didn't help, you know, or that helps. That helps me go into the direction of getting into martial arts. And you know, so when I was four years old, my uh, father signed me up for the Taekwondo gym that was down the street. And really, ever since then, I've just been on it. You know, I, I never really... Uh, turned away from it so really lucky to find my passion really young that's awesome yeah I think you mentioned though that there was kind of a period of time where you fell away a little bit from what not necessarily what you should have been doing but just kind of let yourself t- kind of take some bad directions for a period of time yeah for sure for sure so yeah fasting forward right so you know started martial arts when I was four then um Luckily, you know, my parents were really good supportive. You know, they had a really good support system um, for me. And I made the national team when I was 15 years old, right? It was awesome experience. You know, I was 15 years old. You know, I got to travel out to uh, Rio de Janeiro. You know, I got to train at the Olympic Training Center. And, you know, that was like when I really made up my mind to go and, and pursue like, the, you know, my Olympic dream, you know, and, and, and pursue this, you know, I'm going to be, you know, long time national team member and really go for it, you know, and my coach at the time, 
you know, he really, really pushed me and, you know, made the team. And at that point, you know, when you're coaching and, you know, especially when you start getting athletes to that level, it, it the pay doesn't really, you know, equal out to as much of work that you put in. And, you know, for him, he was like, hey, you know, we've done this for, you know, last couple of years and it's time for me to take care of myself. Right. And so he had to go and kind of dive into, you know, making money out of martial arts and, you know, not so much into the really heavy sport aspect of it. And uh, for me, you know, I was fresh out of the Olympic training center. And, you know, for me, I was like, no, hell no, you know, I'm, I'm going for it. Right. And so what happened was my training wasn't the same and I would go to these competitions and, you know, I would lose, you know, or I would, you know, win, but there would be like these really tight fights. And it's, you know, because I, I, I wasn't, you know, training the, the, the same way how I was before. And, you know, every time I would lose, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young guy, right? And, and I was like, uh, you know, at this time, probably like 16, 17, something like that. And, uh, you know, whenever these guys would beat me, they would just, it was huge. You know, they would blow up, they're yelling and screaming and, you know, they would run around and it was just a big thing. So every time I lose, it was like, it would break my heart, you know, and, and for me wanting to keep growing and, you know, in the sport and wanted to, you know, take it to the next level, I was going in the opposite direction. And so that's when I kind of, you know, started losing my interest. So I did have a little break, right? I did have a little break. And when I had that break, you know, there's nothing like, you know, going into the ring, you know, walking out to the ring. And then, you know, for me, you know, big thing that kind of drives me is, you know, having the crowd, you know, and everybody kind of knows your name, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big Leo guy, right? So like, I, 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 at that time in my life, I really liked the attention and, you know, and I didn't really get that when I left Taekwondo. So the way how I could get it is by, you know, getting involved in stuff that got my adrenaline going, you know, and it was just, you know, we would get into like fights and, you know, it, it, it got down into that road. You know, we had like a little group of people and I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it was like a gang, but we did kind of crazy stuff like that, you know. And so, you know, there, it was just a bunch of fights and everything that got down. And yeah, with that, I, I kind of had a, a, a compass moment. Right. And, and you know what a compass moment is, is, you know, when something happens and it, and it forces you to kind of sit down and look at the direction that you're going in and and you know it was a big fight right and and one of my actually two of my friends they ended up getting stabbed right and and it was it was crazy blood everywhere and and you know at heart I was a good kid I'm, you know I'm a good guy you know I was just kind of trying to fill this hole that I had with you know going out and you know doing all that kind of crazy stuff and you know so when that happens you know, he was down and I thought my friend got knocked out. Right. So I was like, oh, man. So I, I, I ran over, you know, I went to help him up and was like, hey, come on, let's go to the car. And then he was holding his back. Right. And, you know, he had a big, big hole in his back. Right. He was like holding on to it. And, you know, so I picked him up, you know, ran over to the car. You know, it was a really, really intense moment. Put him in the car. And um, yeah, I just remember, you know, from TV shows, right, put pressure on it, <laughs> you know, I was like, don't let him bleed, uh, you know, I didn't know what to say, but I was doing the best I could, you know, like, you know, put put your hand on it, don't let it bleed more, you know, and then so, you know, next thing you know, you know, we were a bunch of kids, you know, get in the car, and then you just see them driving out at a, at a uh, parking lot, and then like, next thing you know, the cops are all coming, so we had to run from the cops, and it was, it was an intense day, it was a really intense moment, and, and, you know, I'm actually really grateful for that. You know, it it was crazy. I ended up, you know, 
making it to my friend's house. Luckily, you know, we didn't get in trouble, you know, and I just remember, you know, it was this really, really intense moment of me looking in the mirror and I had, you know, this guy's blood all over my shirt, had it on my face, you know, and luckily I wasn't injured in the, in the fight, you know, and I was just like looking like, yo, what the hell am I doing? You know, I was like, is this what you want to be? You know, and, and it took me a couple of days to kind of like, actually it took me a while to kind of like a couple months even to kind of like, what, what is it that I'm looking to do? You know, I, I, I was like, you know, it's Taekwondo, right? And then I was like, well, how do I get into Taekwondo? And I had to, you know, I was just trying to find myself, right? And, and you know, one day I was sitting on the curb with my cousin and I, and I was just kind of lost. And I was like, listen, man, like it was nighttime. We were looking at the airplanes flying over and I was like, I need to be in those airplanes. Like I need to be out here fighting in Taekwondo. I need to be out here pursuing my dream, my goals, my ambitions. And you know, my cousin, he said it, he hit it hard, right? These words stuck with me throughout my journey. He was like, then do it, right? He was just like, then do it. And, and I don't know why, I think it was just the timing, the trauma, everything. It was just like, it was perfect. And when he said that, it like my whole world shifted. It was really powerful, right? And from there, I just randomly started training in the park, right? I was like, well, I don't have the team. You know, I don't have a, a coach right now. Right. So what I just did was like every day, same time. You know, at this point, I was like 20, maybe a little bit younger, 19, 20. You know, it's all blur now. But <laughs> I just started training at a park, kicking in the air. You know, I would set up my little bag, and, you know, kick the bag. And, you know, it was really, really random. And that was just me just being like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Right. And then I had a little kid, you know, he was like 11 years old. And he did Taekwondo and he came up, him and his mom, and they were like, hey, you're doing Taekwondo. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing Taekwondo. And then they were like, well, can we join? You know, my son, he has a dream to, to be an athlete as well. And I was like, well, let's do it. You know, I was like, come on. You know, and then, so we kind of held each other accountable, kind of showed up for a while. And um, yeah, just kind of that kind of sparked it. Right. And, you know. From there, you know, we I was able to find little tournaments, little meetups where, you know, we kind of kind of go and spar other people. And um, that's when I ran into, you know, my one of my other coaches, right, Brian Singer, and he had me come out. And this time I lived in uh, Tracy, California. So that's probably outside of the Bay, probably like an hour outside of the Bay Area. Right. And, you know, he was like, hey, come out once a week and train with us in the team. Right. And so I would take my, you know car me and a boy and uh, every Friday we'll go out and come back right go out and come back and finally my coach was like hey what is your goal what is your plan I said hey I'm you know world champion Olympic champion you know I want to dominate on the world stage you know that's that's pretty much my vision and he said how are you going to do it training with 11 year old boy every day I said I don't know <laughs> I was like I'm trying to figure this out this is me just doing it you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm just going to kind of put it together as I go and he said you know what man move into the gym and it was like a little closet in the back of the gym right and I was like <laughs> done <laughs> so you know a couple weeks later it was like literally two weeks later you know I pack up my stuff I go over there and I'm living in this little closet in the back of the gym in Richmond, California, right? Which is, you know, not the, the, the safest place in the world. You know, it's, it's a little bit of the hood, right? But I did not mind because, you know, for me, I was on like those words of my cousin, you know, just echoed in my head. It was like, just do it, just do it, right? And so, uh, yeah, it was, 
interesting, interesting rise. It was an interesting rise. <laughs> Throughout that, like, I'm sure it wasn't, you know, too easy necessarily to go from like the life you were living back to that competition mode again. So kind of what would like, what did you deal with from like a mental standpoint? Is like, what struggles did you deal with going through all that? Honestly, it was, it was, it was, it fit like a puzzle. It was, it was the perfect piece for me. Um, I think it was more difficult on where it was before, you know, when like before you have a shift, things are uncomfortable. Right. And then once you make that shift, then it feels like, okay, things are right. And I think I was in that uncomfortable place before I moved out to Richmond. Right. So, you know, as soon as I was out there, I was the kid in the candy shop. Right. I had, I had all these like, you know, athletes that were all around me. Everybody was really hungry to, to grow in the sport. Right. The, the coach was, uh, it was just like an exciting feeling. It was just this excitement and being able to live inside of the gym. I was really able to, to tap into trying to create like a full-time program for me. You know, I, I, you can't work full-time and train full-time. Right. But this kind of gave me the out to be able to work. I mean, train full-time. Right. And not really have to worry about, you know, a big, huge overhead and rent and everything. So it, it just kind of worked, you know, it, it, it was like where I needed to be, you know? So, yeah. But if I had to really dig into it, you know, it, it, it was, it was lonely. Right. Cause you know, I, I, I left my family, you know, I, I, I moved into a complete different city. Um, I think, I think it just took a while for me to kind of get used to being in that kind of environment, you know, cause the city of Tracy is kind of like a suburban town, right. And then Richmond's very inner city, you know? And so I think, you know, going through and, you know, there might've been a little bit of a culture shock, shock there, but I mean, I was so, I mean, I was, I was pretty locked in at that time, you know, so it, nothing really bothered me, right. There wasn't too much that would uh, get in my way at that point, because I was just kind of following what my cousin said, you know, <laughs> just do it, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah for sure. It, it's amazing. Like we can, like, we can hear the same words 20 different times or same phrases 20 different times. And then it's like all of a sudden one day, whether it's just life circumstances or whether it just finally clicks, it's like one day it's like, oh, I get that now. <laughs> or, you know, and it just doesn't make kind of like makes that shift happen. And it's pretty incredible how that works. For sure. It's, it, it's, it's interesting how like trauma has a way of, doing that too mm-hmm. right it's like when, when when you go through some serious shit right it's like you're it's almost like that opens you up to growth you know what i'm saying or opens you up to like that compass moment that i told you about right and i i really think that's what it was was i i i had to get knocked on my ass a little bit so i could be open to hearing those words to have the impact right so it's like if you're ever going through something right it's always or if you have something that kind of, like I said, knocks you on your ass, it's always kind of important to kind of sit back and just kind of sit quiet, you know, and 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 just kind of listen to yourself and kind of see, be open to those little adjustments or those those things. Because a lot of times that's where they come in, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, on that note, it's so hard just to like sit and Dude. silence and listen and not try to do something else 
right 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 yeah for sure for sure yeah i mean there's ways to do it you know there's ways to do it i think one that 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 like really kind of gets me going right is uh working out <laughs> you know like going through and it, it, it sounds weird to say it but like like a heavy cardio i don't know what it is right but going in and just like i, I think what it does it, it puts you into that state of survival right and I, like i said if you never if you don't feel that that state of trauma or that state of survival right you, you're not really open to you know those little moments like that right mm -hmm. and yeah you know, I was I was a little anxious, you know, getting ready for this interview. And so what I did was I got like these kettlebells out and I just like whooped my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went in and I went hard. And then like as soon as I did that, you know, I, I was able to kind of sit down afterwards and just kind of give myself that little bit of, you know, a little recovery, that little work in. And yeah, it helps. I don't know. That's one of my tricks to do it. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, for sure. I know when we talked before um, with your coaching that, with the coaching that you do with your athletes, like it's not just all physical. You deal a lot with the mental and spiritual side of like human being a human and wellness and all of that. So I would love kind of you to share how you go into doing a lot of that with your athletes. Yeah. Um, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, well, one of my, my mentors, his name is, uh, Paul check. I'm not sure if you heard of him, but he's out of uh, San Diego and um, he has a, a, a system that really resonates with me. Right. And it's the it's called the four doctors approach. Right. So there's Dr. Happiness. Right. Which is like the big one. Right. There's Dr. Quiet. Right. There's Dr. Movement. Right. And then there's Dr. Diet. Right. And and those four, if you kind of have those four pillars, you know, those are going to be like the last four doctors you'll need, you know, and it, it really resonates with me. Right. So starting off, right. When I, if I was to, you know, get together with the athlete or if I was going to do like a session, like a one-on-one -on -one where I'm trying to get deep with, you know, somebody and trying to really figure it out, Dr. Happiness, right. The happiness, the goal, right. What is the, the, the vision? What makes you happy? Right. What, where is the love? Right. Cause there is no emotion stronger than love, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a romantic way, even though that's a big part of it, right? Big part of love. But like, if that love isn't there, if you're doing it out of fear, sure, it's gonna be able to, to you know, you're gonna have spurts where you're gonna be able to go in a direction, right? But it's gonna burn out, right? If you're doing it out of anger, right? That's a powerful emotion, right? And you'll be able, to, to you know get to a certain level but it's going to phase out right it's going to it's going to burn out right but if you do it out of love it's uh it's infinite that's the most powerful source that's an infinite power source right there right so you know that's 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 a big big thing is like okay what do you love what do you like what are the things that you think about you know when you're daydreaming what are the things that you think about when you're doing things that you're not really wanting to do right and that's what you want to kind of focus on right and then there's the movement part right movement and quiet they're a balance right so what the movement is it's like you know going out you know and working out this is just for like overall overall being well-being right it's like the, the movement part is going out and and you know anything that kind of elevates your heart rate breaks down the muscle tissue right and and 
you know, like I said, the, the kettlebell stuff gets the, the lungs going, right? Working out, right? We all are really familiar with working out. And that has to go hand in hand with working in, right? And working in is, if working out is, you know, taking money out of the bank, working in is putting money back in the bank, right? And that could be sleep, hydration. You know, there's so many different things that you could do, float tanks, you know, meditation, massage, you know, and, and that has to be kind of locked in, right? And, and the more that you work out, the more that you need to work in, you need to have that balance, right? And then there's the, the, the diet part, right? And, and the diet part also is a big part of the working in, right? So, you know, the, the, the diet part is, you know, it's, it's crazy how in this country these days, you know, how we're fed, you know, it's very, very difficult to find good quality food, good quality water, you know, and it has an effect on your mental, your physical and your spiritual. You know, if you go in and, you know, you, you lock down your nutrition and, you know, you take out all the, the crap that, you know, is in the day to day food, all the crap that's in the, you know, the water that's, you know, in the tap and even in the purified water, all that. If you take all that out. Your, your foundation for your physical, your mental, your spiritual, your foundation is, is like, you're, you have a huge head start, right? So even before it gets into, um, you know, locking down, like, you know, the training and all that stuff, those four things are the things that, you know, I would like to, to tackle first, right? And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I go about it. That's how I go about it, you know, Let's take a quick break to talk about True Nutrition. True Nutrition is a supplement company. And yes, they do have the prepackaged bulk type performance supplements that a lot of companies have. But what I absolutely love about them are their customized options. You can get protein powder with a wide variety of types of protein in it and choose what flavoring you want on it. And along with that, throw in some different boosts to maybe help decrease your inflammation or improve your endurance, improve your recovery, really make it for what you and your body needs. And not only performance, they also have healthy food options as well. You can customize smoothies and oatmeal to really be what you want. So it's a very quick and easy breakfast option or even on the go option. So check out everything that they have at truenutrition.com. And if you use code GYF, you can save 5% on your order. And you can also check out all of my partnerships at getyourfixpt.com partners. And now back to our conversation. That's awesome. I love the, the way that's described as, as far as the four doctors. Right, right. Yeah. It's easy to remember. It's catchy. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's, and it definitely like, it does serve all those four, you know, all the aspects of what may, or it encompasses all the aspects of what makes us, you know, well, essentially, and being that for well, sure. that overall wellness of a person. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Even when, you know, going into the spiritual part, you know, like mental part, physical that it really puts you on a, a solid, solid foundation for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And kind of like we were talking or, you know, like we mentioned just a little bit earlier, like 
finding that quiet and that like that quiet is part of those four pillars is I think is just key. Like whether it's meditation or just laying in sight, like laying down and resting just to rest your eyes and rest your brain. I think finding that quiet time is so essential and it's not with us on, you know, constantly on devices or like going constantly with our kids. I think it's just a part of our, um, a part that's left out a lot. It is. It's, it is. And it's okay to do it with uh, intention, right? It's okay to go into the quiet with intention. It, it's, it's difficult to go in and, and be like, all right, I'm going to turn off my brain. You know, I don't want to think of anything. I don't want to look at anything. I just want to go. That's really, really difficult. Right. And I think it, it, it could get frustrating. Right. And, you know, here's a, here's a thing, right? Like intention is huge, right? If you have intention that, kind of makes you limitless in that direction okay so you know if if you think about the color red right if you look around the room right and you just kind of look for the color red right like right now there's a i'm in my gym right now right so i got red on on like i got a kettlebell right there's like a red kettlebell i got a a band over there that's red there's a red metal on the wall right I, i red is kind of popping up everywhere right and this is could be your meditation right and and with that color popping up everywhere, right? If you have intention, right? That's how that's how our brain works. And if you have intention on, you know, what your dream is, you know, what your love is, right? It's going to come to you just like the color red, right? And that could be a version of meditation right there. So let's just say your goal is to be, you know, a world-class soccer player, right? And so what you do is you go in and you can get in the quiet and then just kind of visualize what, a world-class soccer player looks like and keep that on your mind. Right. And there's all kinds of tricks to do it. Right. You can write it down. You could, you know, put it on your wall. You know, you could, you know, maybe wear like a, like a, for me, right. Like a red band. Right. And when you think of that color red, cause the color red, that's the way how I think about it. So I, you know, my goals that I have, whenever I see that red band, I'm like, boom, right. Just whatever you could do to kind of keep it on your mind. Right. And what happens is, it starts popping up at you, right? And it turns into a thing where you're not necessarily chasing the dreams anymore. It's popping up to you like opportunities, you know? And, you know, there, there will be times, you know, where, you know, it gets difficult, right? And it gets tough, right? And to, to keep it on your mind, right? But those times where it's, you know, where it slips your mind or whatever, and, you know, you go away from it. Those are the times that define you. Right. And so, you know, keeping that sharp and keeping that, that vision of, you know, what you want your dream or whatever your dream is, whatever your love is, whatever your passion is, that's, that's, that's quiet. And that's meditation right there, you know, without having to try to get there and quiet the mind and, you know, you could do it with intention. And I find that for me, that's like the easiest way to go about it, you know, because otherwise, yeah, it gets really tough. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome. It's a really good description. I loved how you described that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. And I think it's a good segue into what I wanted to talk about too, which is your, I don't know if I want, if it's the philosophy of what kind of what you follow, but um, your phrase that you told me when we were talking on the phone, which is just be. Yeah. Powerful powerful yeah okay so check this out got into a deep meditation one time so i i like to play with breath work <laughs> I, I i i it's uh it's fun to me it's challenging and one time 
I did a meditation and I think I went through to the other side, if that makes sense. <laughs> like I went in and it was like, I went deep and it's really rare for me to go that deep into it. Right. But I had a um, visualization of myself in like a sitting, it was like Buddha, really weird. Right. Hang with me. Okay. Hang with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I visualized myself right and it was like it was like a, I was like sitting there like a Buddha and it was like in this like empty space of just nothingness right and I was like whoa this is that's me right there right and what I just started doing was I just started putting intention into myself right it's like okay I want to be the greatest father that I could be right and it was weird it was like almost like Iron Man right and it was like how Iron Man how his suit just flies out of nowhere and boom and then it's the, you know, the glove pops on his hand, boom, then there's the chest plate, boom, and like greatest father that I could be. And all this, it was like, boom, it just happened, right? And I was like, well, okay, let's play with this, right? And then I was like, now I want to be one of the greatest coaches in Taekwondo history. And it was like, boom, it would just happen, right? And then I was like, okay, I want to be, you know, the greatest lover that I could be, boom, right? And then I just kept putting this intention in, you know, great husband, boom, all this stuff. And, and it felt like I was putting on armor with this intention and it was just happening. And for some reason, it just came up in my head where it was like, just be, right? So it's really interesting and it was super powerful. So it's like, people have goals, right? And, and I think goals are good, right? But the problem with goals are, if you have a goal it's a separate destination that you're in than their present destination right it's like you create a vision in your mind and you say my goal is to be let's just say I don't know, a millionaire all right let's just throw it out there right and the problem with that is as long as it's a separate destination you're going to constantly be chasing it and it will never be the destination that you're in right so instead of saying it's a goal of mine, just be it, right? And from there, that world that you created in your head, that universe that you created in your head, you know, you kind of you kind of uh, teleport from the dimension that you're in into that dimension that's in, in your head. And when you say just be and you feel it and you really believe it, right? What happens is uh, you walk different, breathe different, right? The moves that you make throughout the day is different because you're being a millionaire, not trying to be a millionaire, right? It, it, it cuts out the, hope wish wants you know what i'm saying and it mm -hmm. just turns into be right and that right there has been one of the most powerful things in my life right it was super profound you know and um yeah things start to shift you know so going back to what we're talking about with that color red thing you know you go in and you know whatever your vision is, right? You, you create that vision and you keep it on your mind, right? And then from there, you just be it. And then when you just be it, it's done deal. It's done, right? And, and what you got to do is just keep a little bit of discipline on it, right? And know that, you know, for you to be, you know, the, the you know, world-class athlete or for you to be that, that you know, high-level CEO or whatever you want it to be, there's going to be resistance, right? And, and if you're not going through those hurdles, right? If you're not going over those hurdles, then that's not you being, you get what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. it's almost like <laughs> it's, it's freeing, you know? And it's like, whenever that the tough 
you know, obstacles come up, you're just like, yep, this is me being that guy. Right. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty, uh, pretty powerful. And, and yeah, that's, that's really something that I try to instill in, in my athletes and, you know, with some of the people that I work with, with, you know, personal training or, you know, just mentoring and stuff like that. Um, that's beautiful. Appreciate it. Do you, do you find some of the people you work with, like have trouble or have difficulty kind of embracing that and kind of just, just being? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, cause there's a, there's a belief factor that has to go into it. Right. And if you don't believe it, then, you know, you could say, just be all you want. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah, so that 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 can be be a hurdle, right? But it, it kind of goes back, you know. It's like part of that is also, you know, or that is part of getting as well is is working through those beliefs. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing where it's, uh, you know, I want to do this, right? It goes back into I want, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But then there's that, you know. I. I I, this is my goal, but there's this and this and that, right? And and you know, it, it sometimes it does take a little time to to get that belief in there. But as long as that there's there's transition and there's movement, that's all you got to ask for. That's all you could want, you know. And you know, the fact that the conversation is even being had, and you know, there's some discipline behind it, and you know, that's that's the transition. That's you moving, right? And so there's confidence to have with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said something, at least in my mind, super important there is that like we have to believe it and we can have all these lofty goals. That'd be awesome to achieve. But if you don't believe that's even possible for yourself, like it's never going to happen. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. You know, it's an interesting thing. I, 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 um, things happen how they're supposed to happen. Right. But I, I do wish I would have had a little bit more of uh, this mentality when I was fighting a little bit more. Right. Like I, I had it and I had the belief of myself, but I do think that there was a little piece of it. Right. And it didn't come till a little bit later. Right. Where it was like the full belief in myself, you know, <laughs> and, and it, it's tough, you know, it's, it's part of it. And, and, you know, it, it, it all works out. It all works out. <laughs> exactly. And I think it, like, yeah, it all works out when it's supposed to. And I think kind of like you said, with the trauma, like we all go through different things in times of different times in our life for the purpose of growth and just learning and becoming a different person. And it's just a matter of when we're supposed to learn it. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What, what is your, your plans? What is your uh, intentions? And, you know, what, what, if you had to say, just be, what would you want it to be? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, not this is a I... fun one. Did you get, to get, <laughs> if you get to let it go? Shoot for it. You're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something I, not that I struggle with like who I want to become or that sort of thing, but like, I've never been one who's just like, I want to make tons of money and be this awesome person necessarily. Um, like my true vision though, is to 
basically create resilient athletes, um, help like, I hate seeing athletes stuck in their injury cycles and just constantly being injured, not knowing what to do about it. Um, so like my vision essentially is to be able to like teach tons of athletes, how to be better humans, as well as teach more clinicians and coaches, how to like help these athletes in a better way. And, and that's really what I envision for, for myself and my future and my business and everything. Um, and what I kind of go every day of my life, like trying to figure out how to work towards that and kind of creating the relationships and the connections and the networking to kind of make that all happen. Right, man. I, I got to tell you, I'm like so grateful for you and people that do your work. I've been through so many injuries. I've detached my bicep because um, in the fight, right? I, I tore my, my MCL and my meniscus in a, in a fight. I ruptured my Achilles, right? I, I've had a have surgery in my hand. This is all within like a short period of time too. It was insane. You know, I pulled, like I tore my groin, right? Had a, a groin tear, right? And it was, it was insane. So like, yeah, you, the, the work that you do is so huge and so important. And, you know, without, you know, the, the, those, you know, PTs out there that are like staying really positive and, you know, also being super realistic, you know, and, and being real, being honest, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, I probably wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's, that's a, that's a beautiful job. And it seems like I might be wrong, but it seems like you're living your dream right now as we speak. I am like, I love what I do. Um, and I was just telling someone yesterday, actually, and like, like, if I could do what I do, like I would do what I do without getting paid if I could still pay my bills. Like I just absolutely love what I do. I just need to pay bills. So I need to <laughs> charge people. Right. Right. But yeah. Right, I right. absolutely like, it's one of the reasons I like, I literally like put time on my schedule to like take breaks and rest and everything just because it doesn't feel like what I do doesn't feel like work, but I know like I need to give my brain a rest every once in a while. Right. 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 Yeah. See, that goes back to that love thing. You know, like if, if you have uh, love for it, right. Um, if you have, if you have love, it, it's, that's the, that's the infinite source. Right. And that, just like I said, like, you'll be able to do it, you know, without even thinking, you know, it, it's just like you wake up in the morning and, and you're excited. But if, if you don't have that, right. Where you're like waking up and this is like, all right, here we go. You know, you might want to, you know, reconsider because the, the, the possibilities out there are, they are infinite, you know? And, and I could say that because I went from kind of being a little hood rat running around in the streets, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to literally, you know, traveling the world and, and, and getting passport stamps and, you know, fighting from country to country to country, you know, and all it took was, you know, a choice in my, in, in my head, you know, and, yeah, it, it's really, it really is possible. And it's not too late either. You know, it, it's not too late. You know, it, it just takes you to, you know, have a, a thought, right? Where you, you know, of, and have love for it, you know, make it so it's something that really excites you. And, and from there, yeah, just kind of, you, you could just kind of dive into it. You know, of course, there's going to be things that are going to 
you know, be hurdles and that are going to hold you back. But like I said earlier, without those hurdles and without those things that are holding you back, well, it, it's you, you, you can't be that person, right? You, you need that experience of jumping over those hurdles and, and, you know, in order to be that great doctor or whatever the, the goal is, you know, yeah. so it's like, yeah, bring them on. You know, I think it's important. Like it's always important to mention is that like, it's, just because you're living your dream doesn't mean it's easy. Like there's always things that are going to be try to get in your way or make things hard. And it's just like, it is those challenges that make you even stronger at what you do or better at what you do. Right. Right. Yeah. What I, what I like to call those are, are defining moments. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, shoot. I'm in one of those defining moments right now. Right. I feel you know, it, it, and it happens, you know what I'm saying? Where you feel like, man, I'm in a something or man, I feel kind of stuck or, you know, this thing that's in front of me, I don't want to deal with it. It's giving me anxiety, you know, or, but the more of those moments that you go through, the more defining moments that you have, the more your legacy is being created, you know? And yeah, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm, I feel like right now where I'm in, I, I, you know, my situation that I got going on and, you know, I, I do feel like I'm in one of those little moments right now. Right. But I have to keep reminding myself that this is a defining moment. Right. When, when I look back at my life, you know, how do I want to, you know, remember this right example. Okay. So check this out. I have an example of that. So one time I was at a tournament, it's called us open. Right. And I was in the semifinals, right? This is a big international tournament, right? There's like people from all over the world there. And, you know, this is, you know, this is like 2015. I'm like doing really well at this time, you know? And uh, dude, I am beat up, right? I went through three hard fights. And the way how I fight isn't necessarily the easiest on my body, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I kind of get after it and I... I'm really hard on my body, the way how I fight. Right. And, you know, going into this, this fourth fight, I was, I was trashed, you know, and, and it hit me, right. The thought popped up in my head where I was like, if I lose this fight, I got, it hit me. Right. I was like, I got a medal and, and that's cool. You know, this is a huge tournament. You know, I is, this is one of my things, you know, where I grew up watching, you know, these great fights at this tournament. And if I win or lose this fight, I got a medal, right? But then luckily it, I, I was able to kind of catch myself, right? And it was like, okay, this moment of pain and fatigue that I'm feeling in this moment is also me in this moment. But the way how I'm going to remember this tournament is going to last me the rest of my life, right? And that experience of going in a ring and having that stuck with me, right? And so even right now, right, where it's like, Oh, going through this, going through that, whatever it is, right? Got this hurdle that's in front of me, right? It's like the way how I handle this, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. But right now it's a little uncomfortable in the moment, right? How do I want to deal with this? And yes, it kind of gives you that type of vibe where it's like it's, like it's almost bigger than myself right now. You know, it's bigger than this moment right now, right? And that really helps, you know, so... Yeah, if you're going through some shit, you know, remember that shit is just going to be in a moment, right? Or how you deal with that, you're going to, that, that's, you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. So make those choices 
and, and be great or, you know, be the person that you want to be, you know? And yeah, that, that one was a huge learning lesson. There's so many learning lessons that you get from getting in that ring. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's a great, like, I never thought about that, but it's so true. It's like, just thinking back to say high school time, like I remember some of the like awesome races I had, I'm like, I don't remember how much I hurt, but I'm sure I hurt. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. What, you, you were track and field or? Uh, track and cross country. Cross. Woo. Yeah. That's a, those are killing. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, you know, yeah, that's a, yeah. But the way how you remember it is like, okay, I went out there, I did my thing, you know, I feel strong about or whatever, or maybe you didn't go out there and do your thing. I have some of those memories too, you know? And uh, yeah, it's uh it's something that, that, you know, always kind of helps, right. Always kind of helps. Yeah. Puts things into perspective. I'm just going to say perspective is always is such an important thing. Right. 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 Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, TJ, this has been an awesome conversation. If someone wants to reach out to you just because they can relate to your story, or even if anyone's interested in like being coached, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is uh, Curry TJ. Uh, you can get me on that one. Um, also, Facebook TJ Curry. You know, I'm on there as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm keeping it simple these days. <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure awesome well thank you so much for your time i really appreciate you coming on and talking today yeah yeah no it was good it was good and uh you know it, it's 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 healing to sit down and, and and have these conversations and you know i'm really grateful that you reached out to me and uh i i hope it could help somebody i hope it could help and um yeah i'm really grateful for it so thank you you're welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I really hope you enjoyed this week's conversation on highly functional. Before I go, I want to talk to you about my rope climb training program. In order to climb a rope efficiently and effectively, you need both strength and proper technique. If you have one without the other, it's going to be a lot more difficult to climb. You're going to use a lot more energy and you have more chance of failing. So if you want to be more efficient with your rope climbs in order to have more chance of success at your next race, pick up my rope climb training program. You can check it out at getyourfixpt.com courses along with all my other online programs. Thanks again for tuning in today, and now it's time to go out and be highly functional.